Good afternoon and welcome to Post to Post here on The Wave, the sound of LIU. I am your host, Anthony Cavaret, and joined alongside me, as always, is Ryan Kraut. And we are looking at the end of the first round, a very exciting and Game 7-filled end to the first round. And the craziness of this NHL playoffs continues into the second round as the final eight are still here. And if you expected these teams to be in the final eight, um, you either had a time machine or you were a liar. Yeah, one of the two. Like, I one mean, time machine would be nice, but unlikely. Unlikely. So let's backtrack. It's been a week since we have seen, well, since we've spoken to each other, and a lot has happened, a lot of craziness. But we'll go with what was mostly normal. And the first thing up that was most likely normal was, once again, Boston and Toronto at a Game 7 in the first round. Just like everyone predicted, and it was not very exciting. Although the one last year was pretty exciting. Yeah, it said status quo has been met. But this year's Game 7, not at all exciting. Oh, no, it was boring. And if and Toronto had shown up in Boston, they won a couple games, they picked a bad game to not show up on the road. They laid an egg. It's, it's come on. Like, and, of course, an just a side note, I knew that Tavares was going to be the only person to score for the Leafs. Just had a feeling in the back of my mind. Like, good for him. All for it. But, like... I just had a feeling. Oh my god! Did, I, and then I just saw like a yeah, I'm not ton right. yeah. of memes oh once the Bruins beat the Leafs. I'm like, seriously, like, can we just move on? But it's okay. You got your laughs. The Islanders in the second right. round. It has it's now over. been it's a over. full season. Move on. I'm done hearing about it. As of July 1st, it's over. Can we just can we not talk about it? It's really annoying for the rest of us who are trying to enjoy this playoffs like normal people. So, next. A bunch of jerks. I don't know how they did that. I don't know how. They were down three games to one. And they come back to defeat the Stanley Cup Cup champion Washington Capitals, who finally, we could say this again, still haven't made it. It was 2-2, right? Yeah, it was 2-2. They went. They went into overtime. But here's the thing: the Capitals were playing, outplaying. No, the the series was two two because every home every home team won. Except the last game. Oh yeah, it was two two. I'm thinking of so the other. Two, I'm thinking two. of the other game. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking of the other game seven, which we'll get to in a minute. But two two, you traded off home teams, so the Capitals are basically gift drafted this. Like, hey, they can't beat you in your building. So granted, it, it it's really not that hard to win in Washington. Yeah, the, the, you've like, been you've been to the I've arena. been there, and that was it was a huge game. It was I, Islanders Capitals battle for first place. Uh, first night of a holiday weekend, huge game. You expected like sold out crowd. It was very quiet. It was a close game too, in, in the until uh, the Islanders broke it open in the third. But very quiet. They did that "Let's Go Caps" chant, and then it was it was weird because on TV, you know how you hear like the horn, the three horns, and then it's "Let's Go Caps." Mm-hmm. You didn't hear that. All it was was "Let's Go Caps." Silence for three seconds. Let's go, cat. It was really weird. Wait, was that an only TV thing that you hear the horn? I I or guess. I mean, I've only it? been there once, but it was weird. But it's not that hard to win in Washington. But, but they were up. I think they were they were up two. Like at the end of the second, they were up to they were up two to one. 
Um, or they were up, yeah, they were had they were up by a goal at least, and all they had to do was just put them away. There was an Oshi chant in the third because Oshi wasn't playing that game. I think that they had put him on the the scoreboard. Yeah, and they put him on the scoreboard because he was in the arena. He was in a suit. He wasn't playing, and it was two nothing after the first. Yeah, so. It was in your. It was in their favor, and then all of a sudden, and it was three-one at one point. Yeah, and then you choked. And then Jordan Stahl, Jordan well, first Tara Vine yeah. after the second. Yeah, it was a good game. And then Every Stahl. game in that series was really good. It was like the. It reminded me a lot of the Boston Toronto series, where every game was like a must-watch game because it was good. It was good. Yeah, hockey. it was definitely a much closer series than I think a lot of people expected. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, considering the Hurricanes pulled it out. And let's just talk about that because I watched every overtime last week because, you know, who needs sleep? Um, and the, when I watched this one, because this was the last one that was on. This was on the Wednesday. And I stayed up the night before for the Sharks-Vegas one, which I was I was shaking during that overtime. That was great. That to. was a great overtime. And this one, I was like, can they do it? Like, I wasn't – I had no faith in this team. And I was like, oh, can I they didn't either. do I was, it? I just had to stay up because – Part of my final for one of my classes was I had to say what team the Islanders were playing next, and I had to put it in a video package. So I had to stay up to wait until the end of this game because I had filmed them both. And I, right as I'm putting together my project, I drag in the clip of me saying the Islanders will play the Washington Capitals just so I can get, like, timing down and everything. I swear to you, 15 seconds later, the Hurricanes scored. I'm like... If that is all it took for the Hurricanes to win, I would have put this in like an hour and a half ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it was a good game. The overtime goal, of course, Justin Williams had something to do with it. Mr. Game 7. He hates that name. I I, was, why would you hate that name? No, literally. I was Okay, the next day, it was Thursday, I woke up and I went on TSN. I was just looking up some information about the series so I had more knowledge about it, you know, what the, you know, what the statistics were. And then there's an article saying, yeah, if you they had an interview with Justin Williams after the game in the locker room, and he says, can you guys, like, please stop calling me that? I don't like that name. I really don't. And I'm like, why? Yeah, why? Why would that be a it's name? It's such a compliment. It means that, like, you're a clutch player for any team who has you. Hell, even the, um, the Kings, they put up a – they changed their logo on Twitter to a, um, a Hurricanes design. To, to, and it for said, him, yeah, yeah for, for just him. for him. And I was like, that's cool. You, you, it is cool. You, n- nice. you don't see teams doing it, like, ever. Yeah, which, because he well, he helped them. He scored the game. I think he scored the game winner in uh, 2014 against Chicago. Yeah, he scored one of them. I mean, one of the goals you gotta get, game. You have to have done something important in a game seven to get that nickname. So, which the goal... And I said to myself, when I said this during the um, the Vegas game, and then I said it again during the Capitals game, and I said the goal that goes in for Game Seven is going to be the most unluckiest goal we've seen in the playoffs. And it, I didn't know how it went in. I thought it was just like it took a bad bounce, but then I saw McGinn. It, it went off of his stick, and he redirected it. I was surprised because McGinn was just like there. He was like ding, and I was like, oh, that was kind of anti. It's over. It's over. I'm like, okay, and then just throw it at the net. It was funnier to watch Peter Mrazek belly slide on the ice from center ice. He just like went down at his legs up, and he was just like, "Wee!" Like that was great, and that just proves that this team was so happy. And once again, the Capitals reached the status quo as they've only made it past 
the second round twice in their existence. I mean, I feel like it doesn't hurt as much at this point because no, it doesn't. They did it because they have a cup. They won finally. But I love like that everybody. I remember because. But they then keep... again, on the other hand, it may make it worse because defending champions, and then you get defending champions eliminated by a team that no one expected the to wild card. The first wild card, but wait, no, it's the second. It's oh, it's the first. It looks like second from here, but but against a team no one thought was going to make the playoffs. Yeah, and that was surprising enough. And I remember, like, and there's a video online, and it's uh, Oshi going, hey, we got a new chance for you. Back, two, back. And, like, and they just, like, show the flashes of Game 7, and I'm like, that's yeah, about right. That's exactly what happened. And for the first time, and we, we, we posted this, like, directly after. We were trying to figure out for, what, if yeah, this was Because I remember I had seen this fact somewhere on, on Twitter, and I wasn't sure where so I couldn't find it so we weren't going to post about it but then I saw everyone tweeting about it it's the first time in any of the major four sports in North American history that all division winners were eliminated in the first round yeah it's the first time since the divisions were started in 64 in the NHL and that's ever happened so I'm just like and I remember which back it goes across every sport yeah, which and if you look back on all of, on a, sh- a show we did a while ago, earlier this season, when we literally just called the NHL Bizarro World. It is. And it stuck. And now it's coming back to me like, wait a second. It hasn't stopped. Because you look at the second round matchups and we're like, wait, how are these teams here? And how are these teams still putting up a fight? <laughs> yeah. And the last game, which this had this actually had some controversy with it. The last game seven was... The Sharks and the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, a little bit of context here. So, for us, on the, we're on the East Coast, and that game started at 10 o'clock. We are? Yeah, I know, right? So, well, because here's the thing. I know that a few of our listeners are on the West Coast, and what, for them, that starts at, I think, 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock local, local 10 time. o'clock. 10 o'clock here. 10 o'clock local for us, 7 o'clock local for them. Okay, so this game started at 10 o'clock, and I'm used to... We're used to staying up for those games. And I'm staying up for this game. Vegas had a 3 to nothing lead. It's 3 to nothing or 3 to 1. And was, I think it was 3 to nothing. It was 3 nothing. Because they had a series, 3-1 series lead, which they should have finished it in game 6. Because game 6, they had it in the bag. And Fleury just let up a very soft goal. It shouldn't have happened. But game 7 in San Jose. I'm sitting out in my bed. I'm watching this. I watch Pavelski go down. Which they said was the wrong call. Which, and those refs are not in the second round. Yeah, and they're not probably won't be in the rest of the playoffs. And I, f- I agree with that. I agree with the decision that it should have been two to four minutes. I four four because there two, was blood. F- two for the cross check and extra two for the blood. Well, the blood wasn't technically who who the penalty was on um, Cody Egan. Cody Egan. It shouldn't have been. I don't think it should have been. It four. definitely should have been called. It should have been called two because. The whole thing was he didn't the cross check didn't make him go down. It's the way he fell. It's the way he fell, which if you want to give him four, I get it. And that would have made sense. And if you've seen the pictures, it is disgusting. You just see the helmet just leaking of blood. It's very gross and graphic. And Egan shouldn't have gotten the five minutes. I agree with that. Five and a game misconduct. Yeah, so he didn't play the rest of the game from that. Now 
they score one. I'm sitting there like, uh, that's not good. Yeah. Second one. And then after the first, Logan, I saw a, a clip of this. Logan Couture skates past the Sharks bat, bench yeah. and says, that's one. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh, no. Second goal. Oh, God. Third goal. Oh, crud. That's not, I didn't say crud, but you could guess what I said. Fourth goal, and we're doomed. Yeah, and then that that's why I had turned it I had turned it on because I was checking the score and I'm like, oh wow, like what I, happened? I wasn't sure what happened. I'm like, oh the knights are up, great. Like because they kinda they kinda bother me a little bit. It'll wear off, but they kinda bother me. They think they're like Well, because all they that. had to be this this really brought them back down to earth. With yeah, exactly. They needed a, a reality check, yeah. and, which they just got. And and then I just had a strange feeling. That Mar- that's not necessarily March so, but someone was gonna tie it up because oh. I and I because I've seen pretty much this game, yeah, but not at this stage. The exact same thing happened in the Islanders Red Wings game last yeah. year that I you was at, me. except this was like way better, and the it was, it was actually an game. injury. Like in the one I was at, Clutterbuck, he milked it. He was fine. And someone's like. No, Tomahawked but, his knee, and he went down. He milked it. And then he stood up. He's like, "Yeah, I'm fine." You know, P- Pavelski. Pavelski did oh not milk that. No, uh, there was a lot of people that like immediately. I looked at Twitter, and they're just like, "Pray for him," because they didn't know that he was. They said he could be yeah, deaf. When, like, when I saw that, I'm like, "Did he get like a skate to the throat or something?" Yeah, that's what I thought. Because the blood in the ice, I'm like, "Oh," but then I read online, and they said what it was. He got a cut from the bottom of his ear. Up to the side of his head. They said worst From case scenario. From what? What did he cut it on? It was a um, something in the helmet. No, he, it didn't get cut. It was a cut there earlier in the season. It was just a light cut that he got, and there was such pr- there was a bunch of pressure from the helmet and just everything that was leading into. Because I had thought he cracked his head open. No, but well, kinda. What happened was is there was a, there was a bunch of pressure on his head, and then when he went down, the cut kind of aggravated, and then it popped. Oof. They said a worst case scenario, he could have been deaf out of that ear. Yet Ow. he's still playing probably tomorrow night. He's coming back. I, they said he's out game one. They said he could be playing game two. So yeah, he's he had a rough first series. He scores off of his mouth, and now yeah, this. No, so like you almost you you lost a couple teeth. You almost lose your hearing, but you know, good to go for good game to go. three. Let's go. So. When we come back, we're going to quickly go over that overtime because there was a lot that happened in that overtime. And there's a little bit of a story that I have to tell when it comes to that game. So you'll hear that when we come back. You're listening to Post to Post here on The Wave, the sound of LIU. My name is Robert. I moderate a program that I like to think is inquisitive, unusual, provocative, informative. It's called Seldom Said. It's a place where things are spoken of and discussed. They're usually not given a wide audience, yet things that are important, things that affect our lives. It's a world in flux. Be ahead of the curve. Be with us on Seldom Said. Visit wcwp.org slash seldom said to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast app of choice. Hi there, this is the original D. Gunbos, host of the Eclectic Radio Theater. And you can join me every Thursday night from 9 to 11 p.m. right here on WCWP. You will hear all genres of music, from rock to jazz and everything in between. Music from the 20s to today. On the first Thursday of each month, it's the homeroom version of the Eclectic Radio Theater. And on the last Thursday of each month, it's the smooth jazz version. That's Thursday nights from 9 to 11 on 88.1 FM and 
wcwp.org. Welcome back to Post to Post here on The Wave, the sound of LIU. I am your host, Anthony Cavaretta. Joining alongside me is Ryan Kraut. And we are coming back and we're talking about Sharks Vegas Game 7. And we're when we left off was that Pavelski went down. He almost lost his hearing in his ear from the injury. And it was a gross injury. Coming out of that, they came out of that, that and... The refs called it. The thing is, the refs can't review a penalty. So when the refs said that's five minutes and you get a game misconduct, that's the say. That's what they have to go by. And when I first saw it, I was like, you know what? In the heat of the moment, and you're in a game seven, end of the third period, fine. Whatever the penalty you called, you called. You can't go back on it. Just fess up to it, and then after the game, we'll worry about it. All the Knights had to do was kill five minutes. They couldn't do it, which, you know, I get it. Momentum no, shifted All they had to massively. do was, was kill five minutes and allow less than three goals. Yeah. Which they didn't do either because they didn't, well, obviously, eventually you're going to kill it, but they allowed four goals. You can't do that. And the only issue with that is I get it. Momentum shifted, and I would have killed to be in... SAP Center during that span. Imagine that how loud it is in that arena. You can't. People left before yeah, the I third. Feel, I feel bad for those people. And then they come, they check their TV like, oh no, what did we do? And That's why I never leave anything early. Same. Uh, my friend came up to me and earlier. This, well, proves it. This the, proves it. Well, the one that I was at, the Islanders Red Wings one, my friend wanted to leave. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to stay. Like, we spent good money on these tickets. Like, it's Friday night. I, yeah. I'm going to stay. And we're glad we did. And the, and the Sharks and Knights My friend asked it me again. weeks ago, before this game, and she told me, she said, if you spend money on, t- on hockey tickets, do you leave even if your team's getting blown out? I said, no. You paid good money to watch a hockey game. You're going to watch a hockey game no matter what, uh, no matter if your team's getting beat or your team's winning by 10. It doesn't matter. You stay for that game. And this is why, because you don't know what can happen. And then Marchesson scores it was like it was 45 seconds. 47 seconds. seconds. Now, here's the fun, here's a little story. I'm watching this game in my dorm room. And we have direct TV on campus. And I'm texting Ryan and Nick in our group chat for the show. And as after the fourth goal is scored, right after it, my TV cuts out. I remember that. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh. You're like, no, don't no, tell no, me no, who no. won. Don't tell me who won. I texted them. I was like, don't tell me. I'm on, I grabbed my phone. I had the app on, and I plugged my headphones in, and I ran to the bathroom. I'm sitting in the bathroom stall, just sitting in the toilet, just just cause, and I just to watch this game. And well, my, you could have just you know, stayed in your. No, my roommate was there. He was sleeping. And trust me, I, I knew I was going to start screaming. Oh. So I was like, I need. I, I can't let him. He's got to sleep. So I left. I'm sitting in the bathroom, and. These two are Nick. Nick texts says forty six seconds, and I just swipe up. I didn't see it at, at first glance, and then they score. I'm screaming, and this kid in the stall next to me is like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> so I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm fine." So then I get back to my room. I put my laptop on. And I'm standing there. I'm shaking for the entirety of this double overtime. It, it was I one was overtime. not. No, it was it was one or it was two. It was one. Game six, game was, six two. was two. It was. 
18, 19 into overtime. It was late in the overtime. It was around 2 a.m. I thought it was going to go. Oh, it was 2 a.m. here, and I was like, yeah, oh, like boy. o'clock. I screamed, too. Once the, once the Sharks scored, I just, like, I screamed out yes, and then my dad walked in. And he's like, what happened? I'm like, the night's lost. I'm like, I thought my mom was going to, like, wake up and say, Ryan, like, shut up. <laughs> It's just funny because like I was sitting there and I was sitting there like my hands over my mouth. I was shaking like, like I was out in the cold for like three hours, and then it happened. And I'm just like, I'm mad, but I'll get over it. Cause and who in the world would have thought it would be Barclay Goodrow? No, I knew I knew something was up. Like it's obviously like it can't always be a big name player, but if you predicted. That it was going to be Barclay Goodrow scoring the series-winning goal. Huge props to you. Oh, no. Here's the thing. And I get this, and I realized this afterwards when I watched the replay the next morning. I said, I looked at this, I was watching the game, and I said to myself, San Jose's coach is resting, guys. He didn't see, he knew that game was going overtime, so he immediately said, you, 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 and you, sit down, and yeah, you're not playing until. Yeah, playing with, like, what, six forwards, six or yeah. eight forwards and four D-men? There was a point in that overtime where Carlson and Burns... Oh, they were gassed. ...were out for... It had to be, like, seven or eight minutes straight. They were gassed. Vegas should have scored on that play just because they won every face-off. They just couldn't get a shot up, and Jones unlocked the contra code. That's the only reason that that happened. And then Carlson also had the primary assist on the overtime winner. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm curious what t- their total times on ice were. Because oh, no, they, they said in game, in, in, the, in game six, they were hitting about 30 to 40 minutes in a double overtime game. And they said they were reaching the same amount in this game. And I'm like, that's just insanity. Okay, here we go. Wow, look at that nice spreadsheet. It is. Oh, by every player. And yeah, just look numeric. for... It's in numeric? It goes, yeah. That's just, that's just too much to deal with. That is Eric way Carlson. too much. But, and then... He had 40 shifts. Damn. Which is ridiculous. Come um, on, man. That's a lot of time. And he's injured, too. Carlson's yeah, injured. injured. Um, so let that sink in for a second. That hurts. Total time on ice, 33 minutes, 46 seconds for him. And for Brent Burns... 39 minutes and 37 seconds. So, yeah, no, craziness. And then there are players who have, like, one person has had one shift in each period and had a total of two and a half minutes of ice time. Yeah, the Sharks... Brent Burns is out there playing, like, 40 minutes. and And his legs are jelly already. Like, his legs were jelly by the time the playoffs started. So he's playing with, like... He must have, like, no bone marrow left in his body. Like, that's got to be insanity. So, with that, the first round was over. And we all were able to take a small breath, like, ha, there's no first, there's no division winners. This is weird. All the wild card teams are still in it. This is weird. And so then we look to every other, the rest of the teams that are not playing for the playoffs. And the Hart Memorial Trophy was announced. All the trophies are getting announced now, and if you're not paying attention to this, I agree that it's not a huge deal. 
Ryan has something to say about it because the finalists are Crosby, Kucherov, and McDavid. I do have something to say about this. Obviously, Kucherov's going to win it. Like, I'm pretty sure if he's not unanimous, then whoever didn't vote for him needs to be replaced with someone else. But Sidney Crosby, in my opinion, should not be nominated. It should have been Patrick Kane. I agree with Kucherov, obviously, like superstar. McDavid's going to get it because he's literally the face of the league and he's gotten it every year. But Sidney Crosby should not have been nominated. It should have been Patrick Kane because more points, did way more for the team, 20-game point streak, which is a quarter of the season you have a point in consecutive games. That is insane. Didn't I feel like uh, Kane won it like two to three years ago. And he won it back to back, I think, or something. He's definitely won it, but I was I was watching. Oh no, he um, won it when he had that really long point streak. Wasn't that really long point streak was like last year, right? No, no, no. He he gets a really long point streak about every year, but well, this was like the record setting one. I think he set the record for like most. He American. won the. Uh, he became the first American to win the Art Ross Trophy. No, that's that's something else. But he won it. It was I remember because me and my brother were playing fantasy hockey, and he went off. Oh, uh, yeah, I tried to get him that year. Yeah, I, I let my brother take him, and I regretted that decision for the rest of the time. Yes, the he won the Art Ross, Ted Lindsay, and Hart Memorial Trophy in 2016. Yeah, no, 2016, that was the year where he went off. I think it's just because the NHL, you got to admit, they're kind of slightly biased to their bigger names. Yeah, I mean, Patrick Kane, big name, obviously, but Crosby's he's not, a bit he's of not a bigger a name. Time. He's not a playoff team. Neither is McDavid. And, yeah, but McDavid's McDavid. He's McJesus. Exactly, which is why. That's why he's on the list. So. But I, I just think it should have been Patrick Kane. Obviously, Crosby's going to get the nomination because he is Sidney Crosby. But, yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, he wasn't going to, Kane wasn't going to win it anyway, but I think he should have been at least top three. We'll see. And, you know, we. I, I mean, it's Kucherov, but, like. You're not going to watch the awards anyways. No, I'm not. Exactly. You're like snub. Uh, wait, well, you're not I, watching it. I might actually because if uh, Leonard wins oh, the Vesna, I want to hear what he has to say. You'll end up watching it the next morning. Well, that's I it. know you. You'll watch and, it the next uh, morning. And the Eggman is nominated. The so. Eggman! I, I, like, I like that name. But uh, me and my family, me and my family, just call him Larry because he looks like my best friend's dad, Larry, which is great. But um, so we look at the second round because that was really the only news that happened. This this nominations, which we'll, we usually get to later in the year when we talk about the awards. And this one, first game, first series, first time ever the Jackets are not playing in a first round series; they're playing in a second round series, and they play Boston. And game one goes to overtime. Game two goes double overtime. I want each series. To this game, this series is both times three two, and the Jackets have actually been putting up more of a fight than people thought. It scares me for it, it does. other reasons. It does, but I mean, They're it's rude. it's one one. You're not gonna win every game, so I mean, this wasn't gonna be a sweep. No, not at all. There's only one series that could be a sweep, and it's the one that I would love to see you able to sweep. But you look at the Jackets, and they're not playing dead. The Bruins are kind of like, okay, we know that this team is going to want to go. And like, the Bruins have their feet underneath them already because they had a one-day break after Toronto. And then well, you got to think like, now. Okay. 
Game, yeah. Round two. Well, you got to think about it now because when does the the break that the Jackets got for sweeping the Tampa Bay Lightning, when does that set in? When does when does Boston start getting tired? I think that's going to happen around game four or five. And when that happens, the I Jackets it, are going to pounce on it. I think it depends on what the series is at that point because if it's game five and the Bruins say the Bruins win the next two and it's game five and they're one win away from the conference finals. Once again, game, play, four, is, game four is hardest to win. It is. But playing in front of that home crowd, they're going to, even if they are tired, they're going to have that ex, a little bit of ex, that extra step to them because you always want to win it in front of your hometown fans. Yeah, and now here's the thing and that I, that I think is going to happen from here on out. First of all, you're probably going to see at least one or two more overtime games because these two teams, it's been amazing hockey. If you haven't watched this series, you should. It's one of the best ones you're going to get this game year. Game three is tomorrow night. Yeah. And watch out for Columbus at home. Yes, that is. That home are- nationwide arena, that cannon will be the loudest thing in the world. And you know how much I hate that cannon. Oh, yes. Although, two things. I find it very ironic that game four, they were nationwide arena was not allowing brooms but they will set off a civil war cannon like it's no big deal and the That's second a thing it is it is a thing i don't know why it's a thing but it's a thing i just like the guy who controls like, it just like whenever he, like, he i want to bring in a, like i great. want to bring in a broom because my team's about to pull off the greatest upset in nhl history in, in the history I can't, of sports i arguably well what's what's better in the history of sports i i need a second to Think about it. Probably one that does come to mind You're going is going to baseball, aren't you? Yeah, the 04 ALCS. Okay, that's the okay. But okay, best NHL upset in the, history. That's yeah, and it, greatest upset in NHL history, which is what I've been saying. And the second thing is, I don't know if you saw the shirts that they're giving out for the oh, second I did. round. It was um, they're very nice. It's not about. It said something about. It's no longer about the first round no, or it's something just, like we, that. We didn't. We didn't come here to win the first round. Some it something along those lines. It was something like, okay, it's basically saying we're gonna go as far as we can, and it's gonna be great. These are the teams that scare you, the teams that have nothing left to lose. And the problem with Columbus is, we really, really wanted to laugh at you guys, like really badly. I, I was, I was gearing I was, up for it. I was so like ready to just. It's on their Instagram, I think. The this die show. on the floor laughing. If they didn't make the uh, the f- playoffs in general, yeah, after everything they did, and here they are, they have swept the Tampa Bay Lightning. They are going literally tit for tat with the Bruins, who the Bruins. A lot of people are saying are the only credible team left to win the Stanley Cup. First round victory is not the goal. That's what it says. I feel like ours were better. <laughs> like to be honest, I feel like ours were better. Um, that's true. It's going to be a seal of that, that gray shirt. I think oh, it'll be white. nice. To, it's a white shirt. It's grayish white. We need to carry on the whiteout white. somehow. Cause... Um, the whiteout is, is over. Well, yeah, but uh, for the record, I do have to say one thing. Um, we'll t- actually, I'll bring it up later when we talk about the um, other Eastern Conference series because they are doing something really cool, and I really want a lot of people to get behind it a bit more. Uh, but the next series going to talk about when we come back is going to be the stars and blues another series that's going tit for tat and it's going to be 
really good. But we'll talk about that when we get back. You've been listening to Post to Post here on the Wave, the Sound of LIU. It's Pioneers Baseball here on WCWP. Join us Friday, May 3rd, as LIU Post takes on the Knights of Queens College in ECC action here on the campus of LIU Post. Pre-game coverage begins at 2.50 p.m. with first pitch set for three. It's Pioneers Baseball Sunday at 3 here on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Radio that rocks weekdays from 7 to 10 and noon to 6 only on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Welcome back to Post to Post here on the Wave, the sound of LIU. I am your host, Anthony Kevro. Joined alongside me, as always, is Ryan Kraut. And we're talking about the Dallas Stars versus the St. Louis Blues. And before we do that, I came in after we went off the air on Monday. We were waiting for all the Game 7s to be over. The NHL announced that they were doing a second-chance bracket, which we spoke about last week when we said that this is awesome because no one has left. I think the highest point somebody has right now is like 23 in the actual bracket, which is insane. So I came in, and a lot of people looked at me, and I have my conference final as Dallas and Colorado. Interesting. And my friend was like, why are you picking Dallas? And I go, because there is only one thing left in this playoffs that I want to root for, and that's getting the third pick in the draft. Another pick in the draft. And that's the only way we can get it now, because Tampa screwed up. So... Go Dallas and Zuccarello. I also have them winning the cup. So you have Dallas winning <laughs> yeah. the cup. Yeah, no, I do. I have them going over Carolina in seven games. What are you smoking? <laughs> because I said to myself when I was putting this together, because my conference final is Colorado, Dallas, and then Boston, Carolina, and I said Carolina wins in seven, Dallas wins in six, and then they face each other and they fight for fight in seven. And I and the only reason Dallas Carolina would be a terrible final. Why? It's so boring. Like, yes, it's the underdog, but, like, I don't want to watch that. Yeah, but hear me out. If the hockey gods, because they've already ruined our brackets, this is probably the closest, this is the most ludicrous bracket that could happen, right? Like, um, Arguably, yes. Arguably, yeah. So why wouldn't it happen with the way the playoffs are going? I think a going? little bit more ludicrous would have been Colorado, Carolina. Because second wild card barely made it. Yeah, but I want Dallas to win a cup. They haven't had a cup since 99. I feel like they, they would have a cup. And also, and but Colorado imagine- hasn't had a cup since 01. You really took those two years into consideration? It was my birth year. That's why. whoop de doo whoop de doo Well, also, I also want Carolina to win a cup because Don, <laughs> Don Cheadle might just die. Don, Don Cherry. John it's Cherry. not Don Cheadle. I say it wrong. I'm sorry. I tried to, like stop it because I was like I know I'm going to say it wrong but he might I think uh, you said he'd retire if they win the second round what happens if they win the cup I didn't say that yes you did I don't remember saying I re- that I clearly remember you saying that there was a rumor going around that he would retire if they if they made it to the third round I don't remember that imagine if they won the cup I think he, he will, he'll never broadcast again 
I mean, I don't see it happening, but I mean, you never know. But that is the most ludicrous thing. Okay. My, I mean, mine is. You have I, Boston winning. I got Boston, St. Louis, and Boston winning it. Yeah, you picked Boston because that's your second team. Yeah. All my teams are out. Your yeah. first team and second team are still in. My yeah. first team didn't make it. My second team didn't make it. My third team was in and lost in an overtime game seven. I mean, I think the hockey guys just like me more. I hope the Islanders lose in four. I mean, just cause slightly now. worried about that TBH. So before we get to that, Stars and Blues, once again, it's a. this is another back-and-forth series. These two teams, every series except for the Islanders-Hurricane series is 1-1. Is 1-1. Although the Islanders-Hurricane series should be 1-1. We'll get to that. Because Ryan, that was harsh. <laughs> no, because I know what you're gonna say. We'll get you to said that. It that was earlier. so harsh. You said it earlier, and I think you're wrong. The Stars look really good. The Blues look really good, and it really just comes down to goaltending. And you have a great story. And is it, was it Bennington? Jordan Bennington. Bennington. He's playing amazing. Ben Bishop, who we know can play amazing, and he is literally looking like he turned back the clock to 2014 vintage. So, something's up. There must be something in the water there. In, the, uh, the West Dallas. Coast is just way more competitive than the East. Which is not at all what the case was, really. In the season. During, yeah. So The West was not competitive at all. <laughs> yeah, this is also the only game that's happening tonight. Which is, is weird. And I don't know why it's the only game. I feel like they really and should And then Wednesdays... The the Islanders-Hurricanes is the only game that's happening that night. Yeah, they're giving all the West teams two days off. Like, why? Look, are the East teams, they can't... I mean, the it. Islanders and Hurricanes have two days off now. I think everyone's having two Everyone days off. Everyone has a two days off eventually, probably. Yeah, the Bruins and Jackets have theirs now. Because yeah. their last game was uh, Saturday. They're doing what the NBA does. They're, like, giving them more time in between games, which is kind of nice. Basketball players don't need that much time in between games. Yeah, that's why That's why I don't get why it starts later than the NHL playoffs. Games are, games are 48 minutes. Suck it up. You run. <laughs> okay. Let's get away from that before we get smacked with something. And really, the Stars and Blues, the, the Blues are 3-0 and on the road. Which is very surprising because they played in... Those three games were played in very tough environments to play in. More so Winnipeg, especially during the playoffs with the whole whiteout. Which is great. I really missed that. That was cool. I'm sure we'll see it next year. Well, yeah, but it was cool. Well, next year, I don't well, know. Maybe. Winnipeg, Winnipeg's confusing. Now Winnipeg needs to spend a ton of money if they want to keep their core intact. Yeah, and that they don't have that kind of money, even though they're boosting the cap up again. Um, I mean, they boost it every year because inflation. Yeah. Ready for the lockout. Um but yeah, no, this I don't know who's taking this game tonight. It's really really odd to see who or what what happens. It's here. like Dallas isn't a tough place to play in necessarily. It's not. Dallas is not a terrible place and you know because you know, it's fans, down south, it's all about it's in that area all about the Cowboys. Cowboys and college football. I feel That's like it. you're just saying that cuz you're a Cowboys. Fan. I'm not. I'm saying that because football in the South is a lot more popular than hockey. That's true. Which and is I get why that. in Carolina, all about the Panthers and the uh, Tar Heels. Tar Heels. UNC. That's the UNC team. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually know that. 
But well, now they have. Now both of these teams are like, wait, we, we have, have hockey. Ho- we have hockey, and Dallas is like, wait, we're in the Winter Classic, even though it's gonna be like sixty-five degrees. Is that still bothering you? It's in Dallas. That's not winter. Okay, I don't know why. It's come on, like they've had warm conditions. Put before. it in Nashville. That's winter. I thought they were putting it in Nashville when they announced it. I was like, wait, it's gonna be in Nashville, not Dallas. I'm like, what? Backtrack a second. Like, why? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just really hyped for those uh, when they for their winter classic. If jerseys. they don't wear Minnesota North Stars jerseys, I'm not watching. Oh, the for game. the alumni game? No, for the winter classic. If the stars don't wear, no, they're not. They're gonna probably break out the um, early 2000s ones with the like the actual. But that's star. fine too. Those were cool. But if they shouldn't have got rid of those, either that or the Minnesota North Stars jerseys. Otherwise, I'm not watching the game in protest. It's New Year's Day. What else are you doing? Probably working. Oh yeah, you're that guy. Um, no, but, my boss is that guy that schedules me on New Year's Day. All right. So this game's – this is a series, again, it's, it reminds me a lot of the Jackets-Bruins series. I think this is going to go seven. I'm – I think I I have Blues in six. I have – I want to say Stars in six, but I feel like the Blues are just – they're really they're, – they're, kind of, these two teams are really evenly matched. In, especially in goaltending. I feel like that's what it comes down to is just goaltending. You know, yeah, because you got a Calder finalist against a Vesna finalist. And some people think that Bennington should have been in consideration for for the Vesna with everything he did. I think the Calder is better because it's also it, he's a he's a rookie. And there's a few other guys who have better stories that need that rub and Robin Leonard is one of them. So although I would put uh, Jordan, Jordan Bennington in the top five for Vesna conversation. Oh, I know it's yeah. only three nominees, but he's definitely in that top five. He turned this team around. I agree with that. Once they pulled this, Jake Allen and became smart. Yeah, let's take a minute to just acknowledge the Blues. Like, Dallas has always been one of the, t- the better teams in the West. The Blues, we said it before, and the Blues every were news- trash yeah, this year. <laughs> they were trash. They did not, they were 31st. In they had like January. Th- 33, 34 points on January 3rd, and they finished with, what, 99? Yeah. And they Almost won the Central. Well, that's just because the Central is just was terrible. The Central was between um, Nashville. It was between Nashville and Winnipeg. Winnipeg the entire season. And then St. Louis is like, not so it's fast. Like, it's like comes up in the corner like, what are you guys but doing? Then, but then the hockey gods gave it to Nashville because they needed another banner to raise. I could imagine like the flute, at the the Titanic flute, the really, like, and just goes up and they're like crying. And you see Subban <laughs> Made the first tier. round. <laughs> and then we got. Apparently might be traded. Subban may be traded. I, I, no, I, I hear I, that. Okay. I, hear I saw that. And I. Which means, doesn't that mean that the Canadians win that trade? Depends who they get. Well, I, I, I would think once he's not on, no longer on Nashville, they're like, oh, well, I he mean, lasts really, what is did. Shea Weber doing for that team? Well, he's been injured a lot. And when he is healthy, what is he really doing for that team? That well, was just a stupid trade to the, begin with. I remember the get, like, I remember I was, I was walking from the, I was in high school at the time when that trade happened. I think you were too. I'm a year older than you, so yeah. Yeah, was, you were too. Because I didn't know if you were in the first year of college. I don't know if that was. Uh, it was it. When was that trade? The trade was I think 2016 or 17. So I may be right on that. If it was se- if it was 17, I wasn't in high school anymore. 
Cause, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, you may have been in your- On June 29th, 2016. Okay, so, so you were in- So it was a week after I- gra- Five days after I graduated. Yeah, I was I was going into- Yeah, five days after you graduated. So I was, I was going into my senior year of high school. You were going into your freshman year of college. And, you know, I- the trades shook me a bit. I was so su- surprised. I'm like, I was a happy, like, happy man. I'm like, Montreal, what are you doing? <laughs> no, I was happy. You want to know why I was happy? Because Subban, two Rangers fans around that time, was like public enemy number one. Because nobody liked him in the in the Eastern Conference. Because he was like, oh, he's he's he, he's got a slap shot that'll rip you and rip any goalie in half. And I mean, so does Weber. <laughs> Yeah, so does Weber, but Weber's always hurt, so you don't have to worry about him as much. Weber's also, like, what, four or five years older, which is why yeah. when that trade was announced straight up, I'm like, what? This makes no sense. Nashville wins this trade hands down, and they have. They have, and they just haven't won a cup, and that is a shame because yeah. this team is really good. Supposedly the best defense in the league. Yeah, I mean, you got when you got Ellis and um, Ekholm and... Subban, like, that's half your defense right there. It's pretty good. Yeah, no, hands down. So we're going to take our final break, and when we come back, we're going to run down the Sharks-Avalanche series, and then we'll finally get into the main event. You're just you're just happy now because of the current out- outcome. No, I'm just happy because, like, I can finally talk about it, and it's going to be great because – I'm not going to lie. It's a, it's a good series, and it's going to be It's been fun. a lot closer than I thought. Yeah. So you're listening to Post to Post. When we come back, quickly, Sharks and Avalanche, and then the Jerks versus the Fish Sticks. What's really good, everyone? It's your main man, the Young Prince, holding it down for another episode of The Storm 2.0. You can check us out every Sunday, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. on WCWP. Hitting you with the rap, hitting you with the reggae, hitting you with the R&B. That's right. I cover the three R's of music, baby. So check us out every Sunday, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. on 88.1 FM or WCWP.org. Hi, this is Mark Snyder. This week on Chamber Chatter, Ryan Schlotter, president of the Oyster Bay East Norwich Chamber of Commerce, Joe Garcia, president of the Farmingdale Chamber of Commerce, and Henry Stample, chairman of the board of the Malvern Chamber of Commerce. That's Friday morning, 9 a.m., right here on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Welcome back to Post to Post here on the wave, the sound of LIU. And just let this play. I need this in my life at the moment. And you just got to <laughs> let it play. The Brass Bonanza is here, and it is just so much fun. I love that song. I will, I will listen to that song just to make myself feel better during finals. Apparently that's my ringtone when I call him. Yeah, no, him and Nick have the same ringtone. It's just Brass Bonanza, so I know. And so... The bunch of jerks are in the second round, and they played the last two games in Barclays Center. And so much for Sharks and Avalanche. Oh, we'll talk about it. Actually, yeah, we'll talk about the Sharks and Avalanche first. Then we'll talk about this, because we have a few bill to talk Because about. good things are worth writing for, right? Yes. Yes, they are. With a giant cocky <laughs> smile on, on my face. face, yeah. So, Sharks and Avalanche... This is a good series, too. The Sharks in the last game that was last night, they looked tired. Yet they only lost by one, so... 
they just looked tired to me. I don't know. Maybe it was just because the third period and I ended up, like, tuning in and out because it was 10 o'clock and I was tired. But the Sharks just, they kind of looked flat against the Avalanche in the second game. First game they didn't, but then again you were riding the probably one of the best game sevens in the history of the NHL. Yeah. So I don't blame them for that, but I think it's going to be a little bit harder to tell coming back to San Jose. Wait, no, I'm sorry. Going to Colorado. Is it in Colorado? It's going to game three? It's going to Colorado. Yeah, going to Colorado and playing them. I still think Colorado's going to pull it out. I don't think the Sharks are. I've gotten a lot of people kind of talking to me about it and saying, oh, you're, you're putting the Sharks down too far. I'm like, no. But the I, Sharks I think are old. Sharks like, are old. I still have them winning, but the Sharks are old. Sharks are not. I don't think they'll make it past Colorado. I think this one's, this is going to go six. I think it's going to be the Avalanche and the six. Um, just because the Sharks just look flat to me. And hands down, they shouldn't have won the first series against they shouldn't Vegas. Have. They shouldn't. Should have been Vegas in six. We all would have been happy. I wouldn't wear a Vegas jersey right now. Would have been nice. But no. I mean, that is still a pretty nice jersey. Oh, it's it's my it's my Paul Korea jersey. Off the floor on the boards. It's great. Not for him, but great for, for I mean he's fine, us. so great for him. He doesn't remember anything. I always always never forget that. Like I watched the interview, he's like, I don't remember that. I'll never forget his just chest popping up. Oh yeah, that's when he like died. He was no, he was clinically dead. He was from dead. <laughs> Thank you, Scott Stevens. But Scott Stevens is a goon. He is basically, and we'll get the devil. We'll get all the Devils fans flack from from them now. Just hearing that we said Scott Stevens was a goon. Well, I mean, they'll agree he was a goon, but they loved him. Bro, no one else he brought did. Three cups to the team. No, I was gonna say something, but no, no. we don't like Scott Stevens. So Scott Stevens, no bueno. No bueno, Scott Stevens. This, what do you think about this series, you know, Avalanche and Sharks? It's, especially now that you're two games in, you've seen both teams win a game. Again, a, a lot closer than people probably thought. I mean, no one expected this series to happen, but the Avalanche are, are no joke. They almost swept the Western Conference champions. Regular season champions. Yeah. And they, they had one bad game in game one, and then they won the next four. So this looks not, like they're not a joke. And Grubauer is finally showing why he was acquired by them because he does have what it takes to be a number one goalie, and now he's finally showing it. Yeah. Winning games, even had an assist on the uh, fourth avalanche goal. Last night, I was hoping that he would have just thrown it down the ice and just gotten the the goal for him. That would have been something else. That would have been like channeling Marty Brodeur. I was about to say, I think Marty Brodeur is the last guy to do that, so that would have been nice. So I think this series is fun. It all the series right now are really good to watch, and I think that's just because every team knows we're not supposed to be here. Like, all, every single series right now is... One team's like, yeah, we weren't supposed to be here. One of these teams. Columbus. Col- yeah, pretty much all the wildcard teams. Yeah, all the wildcard but- teams, and they're like, hey. Literally, San Jose is the number one seed at the moment, is the, is the highest seed in the West now. Yeah, they are. That's so, that's just weird to me that this has happened. It's, it's nice for, for the Sharks, though. It's nice to finally... See, Eric Carlson is producing, even though he's hurt. It just shows what he's capable of when he's healthy. 
10 assists already. I have a feeling he won't be there next year. Though. I have a feeling he won't be there next year either, but he, he's rocking the teal right now. Yeah, and he and he, he has all the right to because he knows that this is his best chance since leaving Ottawa to win a cup. And he almost made it. Thanks, Chris Kunitz. Have to go and ruin everything. That goal single-handedly ruined the Ottawa franchise. It seriously did. So, but... And now Chris Kunitz is like five minutes away from retirement. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Carlson has been producing really well, even though he's hurt. And imagine if he was healthy. Exactly. That's... Like, he had a, a low in points this year. He hasn't had... He had 45 points this year, but he only played 53 games. But still, that's pretty good games played to point ratio. And he had... 45 points this year, and in his first or second season in the league, played 75 games, 45 points. This time did it in 53 games. So he does produce. He does put up numbers when he is healthy. Even when he's hurt, he's putting up the numbers. So that's big boost for the Sharks. Yeah. I'm not taking credit away from the Sharks. You won game seven. You'd look good doing it. But the Avalanche are just, I feel like they're just going to be end up being the better, faster, and stronger team. The because Sharks they are, younger. are tired, and they're old. And I, they're, well, minus, like, a few guys. Like, Carlson gave them a, a little bit of a boost. He's 28. But yeah. there are other guys, like... There's a few younger guys Pavelski's in his 30s. Joe Thornton's, like, almost ready for a wheelchair. <laughs> who who else? Brent Joe Burns Thor- is in his 30s. Joe Thornton, you could see it, like... I loved when they get they did like the zoom in during game seven overtime and you could see just like the gray like he's getting think, older as yeah. the shift continues. Yeah. Like he was aging rapidly. Like I'm fairly certain that when game six started before it went into double overtime, his beard was like brown. Yeah, he wasn't gray yet. And now he just has a gray stripe down the middle. Yeah, it's it's actually like pretty good. I like how they use the old jersey in his profile pic. That it's the old Sharks logo. With the old beard. The old beard when it wasn't, like, down to his knees. Oh, Joe Thornton, you are you are something else. You're great. Like, keep chugging, my man. But Keep like, going, but please don't hurt yourself. Yeah, we like, don't want to see you hurt yourself. Uh, he w- he's going to be 40, and he's, he's still we're gonna, going. Okay, we're going to hear him in the same conversation for Yager. Just like, he's going to keep playing. Yeah, Yager is going to die on the ice. <laughs> no, I think I said that to you, and I, and I stand by it. He's, he's one of the great players. So, finally, the piece de resistance. In the final five, five and a half minutes. minutes. Because I don't want you to get too comfortable and start going off about how the first game the Islanders should have won. The first game the Islanders should have won. They well, should have. Why? Because Anders Lee was pushed. He was. Can we just... Okay. At first, I didn't think he was, but then I watched it again, and he was pushed. All right. Okay. I didn't... I don't... I'm I'm not remembering it properly, because I was just hyped. I'm like, oh, they won. And, like, they got got a bad bounce. Clutterbuck took full... Full blame. No, full blame for it. He said, bad pass on my part. It it led to the game-winning goal. I'll take the blame for that one and focus on the rest of the series. Game one, they should have won. Yesterday, absolutely not. They got a lucky goal off of, um, I forget whose stick it was. I think it was Barzell. Yeah, Barzell scored it, but he was trying to force it across to Bailey like he always does through the crease, which never works, and it hit one of the Hurricanes defensemen's sticks oh, yeah. and went in. I think it was McGinn. It was one of them, and 
that was their only goal until uh, uh, I think it was either Taves or Pollock. I think it was Taves that kicked it in, which he did. Like he was behind the goal, but he kicked it, and then it somehow went through the pads, and everyone was like pissed off. They're like, "Oh, the refs suck." I'm like, "No, that was the right call." One thing, so that it should be one-one. I've noticed, and you have to come on. You can't not agree with me on this. NBC needs to fix something when they're like doing games at Barber and, Center. Well, yes. Everyone, first game, everyone was complaining about the camera angles. The camera angles were bad, and also it was really dark in that it's, arena. It's always dark in that arena. But like on MSG, it's not. MSG, it's always like lit up. But for some reason on NBC, it is bad. just dark, and it's weird. Although I will say one thing uh, about the broadcast is that they need to n- not be as biased because the the play-by-play guy i don't know who it is it's john forsland okay he calls the games during the season for the hurricanes oh and like which is fine i watched like brendan burke's calling games too but there was one play at the in the third period where uh eberle hit the crossbar and everyone thought it went in and they were looking at the replay, and it was either the John Forsland or whoever the play-by-play or whoever the color guy was who said, "Oh, it hit the crossbar. We're good." We're taught that as broadcasters. Yeah, students you can't that. say that. You have to, especially on a nationally televised broadcast. In the playoffs, no. You less. have to be unbiased. Yeah. You can't say, "Oh, we're fine. It, it didn't go in." Well, yeah, I you get can't it. say that. Like, I get it. Like. You're it didn't hyped. go in. You're you're, hyped. you're excited. It's a good game, but like, either say it, like, just in your head, or say it during a commercial. Don't say it on air. Yeah, and we we get that because we're told not to do that on a weekly basis. Exactly. And we 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 try our hardest, and yes, we do. We slip sometimes. We do, but you shouldn't do it on a national broadcast. Now the series itself. Is the series itself is awesome. Very close. Going back to Carolina, yeah. it's going to be insane in Raleigh. Exactly. Which I'm, as a fan, slightly concerned because, like, like yes, it's the Barclays Center. Crowd's not there. But they came into your building. They won two games. Now you're going back to theirs where the crowd's insane. And you got to win at a very minimum they're gonna, one. They're rolling out a hog into this arena. Have you seen that? Yeah, I don't know what's with like the little caricature of the hog when they're NBC's posting that, but like I don't know why it's a pig. Like I don't know, it's a pig. Like they bring out this really fat pig. What, why? Because they brought him out in the home the first home game, the second home game, the first home game of the series and they haven't lost at home since doing that. That has nothing to do with hurricanes. I think it's I think Raleigh's just known for pigs, which is weird, but whatever. I, I mean Three, uh, four goals in the and, entire and series so far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I think that the injuries the Hurricanes are having are going to come back to hurt them. So far, it hasn't. Yeah, they were down Mar- three skaters and Mrazek, and McElhaney just like turned on. Well, God, he mode. didn't. He didn't look. He he got lucky. I'll give him points for that. He looked good, but he got lucky. A he lot, did a lot like, of stuff. Islanders were hitting like the post every other shot. Sometimes like, like the, and then there was one that actually did go in, but it was kicked. He got he got lucky. Islanders got unlucky. They're down 
2-0, but I think losing Mrazek for the Hurricanes is definitely going to hurt them. Yeah, the question is, is how long is he out? Because they haven't. I heard said he's day to day, and they called up someone from uh, Charlotte. Okay, so then he's going to be gone for game for game three at least. That's not good. I feel like I do. I think that they can handle it. I think they can. It just that's a big. They got a, two guys injured. Mrazek they, going down they lost hurts you. Three skaters and Mrazek yesterday. That hurts. They lost. They lost Van Riemsdyk, who just had a uh, surgery, so he's out. And they lost uh, two other players. They still without Svechnikov. They still without Martinuk. And they're still winning. I think I think we won't see a change in that team until game three. You won't see a change in that moment in their momentum or feel until game three. And then heck, for yeah, all, once heck, it for starts all, to hit them, for all we know, they could they could walk into Raleigh, feel the the. The crowd. The and crowd, and they could just play out of their minds, and the Islanders will just lay an egg for all we know. But I think this is, once again, they're, each game in the Stanley Cup playoffs so far has been unbelievably close And in the second round. who scored the game winner in game two? My best friend, Nino Niederreiter, because, you know, why not? Yes, yeah, true, why not? Because the hockey gods, need, if, if they keep grabbing Like, it was me, a nice goal. It was a redi- like redirection in front of the net, but, like... That overtime goal was good, though. No, the overtime goal, it, it was a bounce. Like, one of the stalls, it was good. Baby. Yeah, One of the stalls. Yeah, Jordan Stahl is, like, t- turning up right now. Yeah, and it's great. So if you're not enjoying the Stanley Cup playoffs right now, check your pulse. You need to make sure you're alive because we have some great hockey. And I believe maybe by the next week we'll have, set, we'll have a matchup set up for our conference finals. And... We will recover that when we come back next week. You've been listening to Post to Post here on The Wave, the center value. Enjoy some hockey, ladies and gents.